This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 40. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're chatting with Dale Reardon. Dale is from Australia and is the founder of My Disability Matters, an online community for the disability sector. Dale is qualified as a lawyer, but he asks that we not hold that against him. He loves everything to do with France, wine, food, and champagne. Dale is legally blind and uses a guide dog, Charlie. Dale, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Hi, Dale. It's great to meet you. Welcome to Hallway Chats. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? It's a great introduction Liam gave. Where can you go from there? Yes, I live in Hobart, Tasmania, so uh, right down the end of the world, uh, far away from uh, yourselves. Uh, I've been using uh, the internet and computers uh, online for a long time, since 1996 I've been on the internet and uh, actually started uh, as a child using the Challenger 4Ps and 8P computers from uh, what the Americans know as uh, Radio Shack, and we had Tandy here in Australia. Um, And then about seven and a half years ago, I started using uh, WordPress, which is what we're talking more about today, of course. Uh, That started out using um, the Genesis uh, framework, and in recent years, we've moved on to using the drag-and-drop screen editors such as Divi and Avada and Viva Builder. Um, And, yes, over over that time, I've come from um, using WordPress for simply a uh, more static site to using forums such as BB Press. Uh, and membership sites, and now actually using it for a fully-fledged uh, community using the PIPSO uh, software uh, to run a community for the disability uh, sector, so now using WordPress to its very full extent and powers. Yeah, I've heard of PIPSO. How many people do you have in that community? Uh, we've got just this morning it clocked over 3,100. Um, wow. So, it, yeah, it is growing quite nicely, and uh, they're getting engaged. Uh, we did actually use BuddyPress when we started out, uh, but one thing I've learned with BuddyPress, even though the core plugin is uh, very good and a good community product, of course, that to get the many features that you need, uh, you have to use so many different add-on plugins from different developers, uh, which causes at times uh, conflicts and uh, lack of uh, support and just minor little uh, bugs. Uh, whereas Peepso is what could be described as a freemium uh, product with the core product uh, of Peepso being free and then all the paid add-ons being produced by the same development team. Uh, so you're in, assured of compatibility and uh, support and updates every uh, couple of weeks. And, yeah, it's just proven a much more powerful system for our community. Yeah, I, I remember paying a lot of attention to it when it came out. Maybe two or three years ago, Peepso came out, right? Because I was doing a site with, with BuddyPress as well. Yes, the current owners, Matt and Eric, um, took it over from the former owner about 12 months ago. Okay. Uh, and they've really been developing it in leaps and strides. We've actually uh, paid them to do some uh, custom work, which they've then released as uh, paid add-ons for other people as well. 
Uh, and yeah, Eric is just a fantastic project manager, which is so important to uh, software development uh, products uh, to make sure um, you don't just need good programmers, you do actually need someone to manage the whole project. And that's one strength that Peepso really has that's been beneficial to us. Yeah. Now, your uh, disability forum that you have, is that something that you, is that your your full-time job? Is it something that you monetize or how does that work? Yes, we're, um, it's what we would call a startup uh, business at the moment. Uh, we're certainly viewing it as our full-time job. My wife is my business partner and co-founder. Um, we are, yes, developing that as our full-time uh, business and income source. We're not monetizing it that highly at the moment. We have had some sponsored posts on the news side. Uh, we do have some paid business members and we've had one large disability provider come on as a uh, sponsor partner. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we certainly hope as we get more and more members, which we're mainly acquiring through Facebook ads, uh, then, yes, we will. as we grow, we'll get to test out more advertising options. And so your your target audience that you're targeting on Facebook, are they specific disabilities that you're targeting? No, we have actually targeted uh, all different disability groups, but we have found uh, that we've managed to get a lot of members with autism and a huge number of members with various mental health uh, disabilities and illnesses um, that, yes, with depression, anxiety, bipolar, yeah, all the various different forms that they found, and one of the reasons we created the community was due to the uh, bullying, trolling, harassment, whatever you want to call it, on particularly Facebook and Twitter of people with disabilities. Uh, then, you know, they'd come to our community and finding it a much more safer and uh, respectful place. That's really interesting to me, the the approach you've taken with disability and, and, and kind of taking a will take anybody, and I don't mean that in a in a crass kind of way, because I'm I'm a, I helped start a group in just in my local church for fathers of children with children with special needs, and we we too took a, that that agnostic almost approach of we'll let the the fathers define what a special need is, and so we have some dads whose children have Down syndrome, we have some who have a whole range of issues and, and many are on, on the autism spectrum, but taking that approach of we don't try to describe what a disability or a special need is, we, we let you come in and, and tell us. And, and that's been a, a great way for us to welcome people and, and to let people know that they are welcome and that we're, we're not trying to pigeonhole and or say it's our way or the highway. It's come be a part of the community. And it sounds like, and I might be overreaching here, you tell me, Dale, it sounds like that you've taken a, a very similar approach. And from what you were saying, based on your membership numbers, it sounds like that that's really working out for you in the community. Yes, definitely. That is the approach we've taken. That yeah, You don't have to you can disclose your disability if you wish uh, publicly uh, or to us, but you don't have to do either because we open the membership up to friends and family members and supporters as well, as long as you abide by the rules of being you know, respectful and tolerant to people about disability issues. That's our key uh, theme of the community. 
And one thing I've discovered too, I I really like uh, Twitter for myself for being informed about news and I follow and uh, lots of people follow back in the WordPress community. And one thing I found since about 15 months ago when we uh, started the community and I started tweeting about disability issues uh, is that a lot of the developers that I follow and respect uh, turn out to either be on the autism, autism spectrum or have mental health issues. And yeah, once they knew that I was either disabled myself or involved with the disability community, they uh, yeah reached out and told me about their situations. Yeah, that's uh, that's something we certainly hear about on on, on our little show here, and certainly in, in WordCamps. So. Yeah, it's very much uh, you just don't know until people put their hand up or until they, they step forward in some way. Yeah, because I think one of the good things in the WordPress uh, community is it's been very quick to uh, embrace remote working, um, which is effectively what we do ourselves. Uh, we run our sure. business from home and we've got a uh, VA staff member who's uh, in India. Uh, and because of that flexibility around both hours of work and location, it is really well suited to people with disabilities. Um, so, yeah, and the, the WordPress community does seem very welcoming of people with disabilities. Uh, there is a, a great um, team of people dealing with accessibility. The, the core WordPress uh, software has taken accessibility very seriously and particularly uh, Yoast, uh, the SEO plugin that everyone would know about. Uh, he does a lot of good work with accessibility and even writes blog posts about how to do uh, accessibility in your plugins uh, far better. Yeah, I, I have to say that as a anecdotal observation, the Europeans caught on to and latched on to accessibility much, much sooner than than we Americans did. I spent some time in the UK and and that tech community and, and wider culture as well was embracing yep. uh, accessibility from a web perspective uh, much, much sooner than, than the US ever did. And and I'd agree with you that the WordPress community as a whole is, is now, within the last few years anyway, really latched on to accessibility and, and the only thing the core. Not sorry to to keep rambling, but not taking it into core, not just in a in a technical sense, but really to the core of, you know, we are going to democratize democratize yes. publishing. Then there's a significant portion of the world that needs the software made in a way that enables them to to engage. Yeah, the only thing the Europeans. I went to France and Italy about three years ago for the second time. Uh, and hope, I'm hoping, um, because I'm hoping to get back this year, that they have changed. But the only thing the Europeans did worse, uh, thankfully not in the WordPress community, so many of their websites back then, I'd say about 90% used Flash. And uh, Flash is just completely inaccessible. So uh, force people using screen readers like myself. So I was very pleased to hear uh, in the last six months that Adobe has given a you know, a timeline for Flash uh, dying off the internet. Um, in many ways, thanks to Apple, who has led a lot of accessibility things because it doesn't support Flash on all its iOS devices. Um, so as the world has come to use lots of Apple products, uh, developers have realised they've had to leave Flash behind. Yeah. How, using a screen reader, how do you find your 
web experience has changed over the years, it, talking about incorporating accessibility into websites becoming more and more accepted or more and more done, have you, is that a, something that's really apparent to you or do you still find it to be challenging on the majority of sites you visit? Yeah, when the internet first started out, um, because it really was a text-based medium back then due to, well, the speed of your connection to the internet, it was very accessible. Uh, in the last five years, I found it went through a period of not being uh, as accessible as lots of developers would uh, use interactive elements. Uh, they'd use JavaScript to create special menus and controls on web pages that weren't using standard HTML elements. Uh, it's still a, it has become better, but websites that use or create custom controls are inaccessible with screen readers. They're, the screen reader I'm using, JAWS, which is now the primary one, uh, can work with all standard HTML controls. Uh, but if you for example, uh, lots of plugins use this sort of fancy toggle switch to turn options on and off uh, that is essentially a graphic and you click on the left-hand side for on and right-hand side for off. And unfortunately, that completely doesn't work with uh, screen readers. Um, so many plugin developers I've spoken to, thankfully, have uh, swapped over back to using a standard radio button or checkbox, uh, which is accessible. Um, so, yeah, it is people starting to take more advantage of some fancy features uh, which can cause accessibility problems. And then there is uh, the prevalence over the last several years of the greatest uh, difficulty for accessibility yet, the so-called captures, uh, where you have to yeah. try and identify those graphical things. Yeah. Uh, Google in the last six months has brought out what it calls the invisible capture, uh, and there is a WordPress plugin to implement it on your site. It's completely different to their standard recapture, and it uses different ways of detecting uh, whether you're a robot or a standard human, and that is a lot better because you don't have to actually do a challenge unless it thinks you're a robot, and then it gives you the standard graphical challenge. Okay. Uh, but yeah, captures um, sites need to think about different ways rather than using them because they really do, you know, block the websites. And even occasionally, when I get my wife's help to fill them out, uh, she can get them wrong several times because they're yeah. just so difficult. <laughs> yeah, I, I find even the Google has the ones where you have to you know pick all the photographs that have a, a car yeah. in them or something, and I get all nervous because I think, wait a minute, I <laughs> maybe I'm missing it. <laughs> it's very stressful to experience that even when you don't have a disability. So I can imagine it's got to be very off-putting, make the experience yeah, that, less less enjoyable. <laughs> And there are plugins out there we use. Uh, it is a premium plugin on our site called Simple Comments, and there are other um, services out there that can do um, spam protection without using a graphical capture. And yeah, I'd encourage developers to look into those different mm -hmm. options that are out there rather than using graphical captures. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. So um, I want to transition and kind of go back to your background a little bit and and. What's, what you're doing is really interesting, and I'm excited to hear where it goes forward. But going backwards, so you have a, a background as a lawyer, is that right? Yes, I uh, worked as a lawyer for about six years, um, okay. doing a lot of um, mainly litigious work, um, criminal, family law predominantly. So, uh, okay. yes, and that was in Australia, in both Tasmania and Western Australia. 
Okay. And so moving from that to now, I assume that you, since you talked about this being your sort of full-time gig, that you're self-employed? Yes, that's correct. And in okay. fact, my first uh, venture onto the internet was when I ran in conjunction with my uh, ex-partner uh, tourist accommodation, bed and breakfast properties uh, for seven years. And that was when we first did uh, marketing on the internet and created ah. websites and things using um, the old software back then, such as uh, Hot Dog and uh, yes, other uh, Dreamweaver and other screen editors that were way more difficult to use than WordPress. Yeah, interesting. So you've had you've had your hand in a few different things. One of the things that we ask our guests to talk about is success. And so, knowing that you have this this range of experience and where you are in your life right now, what, how do you define success, Dale? What do you think success means to you? Well, success to me uh, means the ability to have a, a more free lifestyle uh, while at the same time earning, you know, enough income to be comfortable. Um, so, you know, not to have to go to an office from nine to five or, you know, nine to eight as uh, happens a lot these days uh, and just be tied down to a desk. I absolutely hate uh, working in uh, those office blocks that have all those shared cubicles where you're just next to another worker. I did that for several years and it's just soul-destroying. Um, you know, you have no freedom. Everyone can hear each other. You just can't do anything. Uh, and, yeah, I just hate those environments. And they've done a lot of study that that is terrible. So certainly I like... Um, a freer lifestyle where you can choose to, you know, go to the beach during the day for an hour or two and then come home and work later at night time and things. And um, two years ago, we actually spent uh, two months in Bali uh, and worked out of a villa we rented there um, because, yeah, then we could go for a swim each day in our private pool and get, get work done uh, the rest of the time. <laughs> now you're just showing off. <laughs> I like that version of success. That sounds, isn't that like the happiest place on earth? There's some people there are the happiest or am I mixing that up? Yeah, the locals were very uh, happy. Everyone we met uh, was really friendly and nice. And the same in Thailand uh, where I went, went there. And as you mentioned about Europe, uh, quite a few of the uh, premium plugins that I use are actually developed by French or European programmers. So, yeah, they are very strong into the WordPress community in uh, France and Europe generally. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. When you put all of this together in your daily life now, what do you, what is the most important thing that you do every day towards that success or towards that flexibility that you like to have? Uh, really now probably is marketing the business, um, getting involved in the community we've created to get the members engaged. And I've found that social media is uh, very beneficial. Uh, as I said earlier, we have had one sponsor from a large disability service provider in Australia and uh, we met each other on LinkedIn um, some other customers and great uh, developers I've met on Twitter. So, yeah, social media is not all time wasting. It can be used very effectively to develop relationships. So I do get a lot of news and uh, relationship building done on social media. Dale, let me ask you, um, you talked about spending your full time, uh, full professional time when you're not in yep. Bali on a beach. Uh, <laughs> Working on my disability matters. The community that you're that you're facilitating its growth and its connectivity. 
can you talk to us a little bit about the the business model that you're exploring there and, and growing? You said you're in startup mode, so love to hear what you're trying to do to grow that because that kind of membership site is a is a challenge anywhere. And I wonder how it's going and what you're doing and what your vision is. Yes, well, we're looking at several um, different income models. We have uh, two sites. The mydisabilitymatters.news site is the one where we publish articles, curate news from the disability sector, uh, and there's an email newsletter there to let people know about updates to the site. Uh, So that is using a very traditional income model of uh, either sponsored blog posts um, and banner ads and uh, trying out Google AdSense and specialist health um, advertising networks. Um, It needs to develop a lot more traffic yet, uh, but we know that uh, takes time. Uh, So that really is going to stick to those more traditional income models. Whereas the other site, the community, mydisabilitymatters.club, is going to very shortly in the next few days hopefully uh, release a premium membership alongside the free basic membership, uh, which will offer some upgraded uh, benefits in the uh, community, a shopping discount program uh, in Australia, um, and we know of options to expand that to the UK and US as we uh, get more members in those areas. And then we'll have a business membership um, because at the moment we're exploring, although it remains to be seen whether it uh, works, of course, uh, charging business uh, members an annual or monthly uh, fee to participate in the community rather than the track that Facebook's gone down of now charging for every little tiny bit of engagement on the uh, platform, be it either paid ads or boosted posts or whatever. Um, And then we are also having uh, banner ads and uh, AdSense in the community and uh, we have got an email notifications going out to members with all sorts of things and they will have some affiliate uh, links in the newsletters as well. Uh, at, at the moment, we have really been concentrating on building up the free members to get the community engaged. And then as we're heading closer to sort of 5,000 members, we'll start doing some marketing to businesses once we've got a big enough base for them to benefit from. Yeah. I'm curious about using, we talked about people a little bit, but mentioning Facebook. I know in the sort of communities that I've looked at, building for a couple of clients, they, in in deciding between what platform to use, they often end up going with Facebook because people are on Facebook anyway, and they don't want to log into another platform. But I wonder with your subject matter and with your audience, if Facebook is, is a place where they like to be, or if they feel more secure and um, private, maybe And so they don't mind logging into another platform for your community. Talk about that a little bit. Yes, we have found that I wasn't sure how it was going to work in the beginning, but uh, we have found Facebook ads, uh, which means we've enticed people away from the uh, platform to be very successful. Um, We've been running between a cost uh, in Australian dollars uh, of between about 60 cents and a dollar per signed up member through Facebook ads at the moment. Um, So we thought that's been very good. Um, We obviously hope to keep improving that with our conversion uh, rates. 
Um, but, yeah, people, because um, people with disabilities have quite a few problems on Facebook, whether it is through trolling and harassment or Facebook has a lot of accessibility problems, uh, okay. particularly vision-impaired people. I find their website just impossible to use. Uh, they have an accessibility team, but their website is so cluttered. It does so many updates on the page and uh, just knowing what is happening where on the page is very difficult. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we have found it relatively easy to get people to sign up to the community. Uh, then it is a matter of taking them through an email onboarding process to try and get them involved and engaged in the community. Right. That's interesting. Do you track how many people log in to your site and, and engage in your site? Um, one of the things, um, yeah, that we do need to develop soon, we've got Google Analytics, of course, which gives you some quite good statistics. Uh, but the one problem, uh, Peepso, and I imagine lots of other software these days, uses Ajax um, calls a lot for updating uh, information on the page. And Google Analytics, though it can be made to work with Ajax uh, site changes, doesn't by default. Um, so at the moment we are missing out on a, a lot of tracking as to how much engagement there is because uh, the Google Analytics, the Monster Insight plugin uh, that was formerly with Yoast uh, we use, but it only records page impressions rather than all the Ajax activity for people liking posts or writing a reply or those sorts of things. Um, so as we yeah, get some more income, hopefully we'll have to develop a better uh, statistics package. Yeah, that uh, data is, is hugely valuable, especially when you're trying to grow a membership community and there's only so many times you can survey them, right? And it would just be able to look great to say, look back at the first six months and say, here's what's going on and here's what they're clicking on and here's the conversations that matter rather than having to do that as a survey. That, that's right. I, I have spoken to the developers of Monster Insights and they tell me that a developer relatively easily write an add-on to make it work with Ajax. And they had actually looked at developing a free add-on, but they said that Ajax is implemented differently on nearly every piece of software, so they just haven't been able to find a solution to that yet. Um, so we'll have to wait until we can get the Peepso developers to produce an add-on specific to their software. Well, um, but go ahead. Yeah, the other thing I was just thinking, going back to you were asking about the income models, um, the one problem uh, with BuddyPress that we found uh, was advertising and managing to get ads uh, inserted into the community. Uh, Peepso has taken the approach of trying to build up and uh, insert different revenue models into their software from the very beginning. Um, so there's a WordPress um, plugin suite out there called Advanced Ads, which uh, has a fantastic developer and Peepso has integrated that into their software so that it can actually do in-stream uh, ads just like on Facebook um, where you can target people on their profile fields and all that, you know, a reduced version of what Facebook does without all the intelligence behind it, of course, but it does allow way more selective advertising and building it into the stream and all those options aren't available in uh, BuddyPress. That's that's really interesting, and and on the on the chance that there are people listening who haven't heard of Peepso, it it really is a an alternative to BuddyPress. It's uh it's its own standalone 
and to do its own plugin and it connects with WordPress. Dale, I'm gonna I'm gonna change gears on you here and ask you what uh, I'll call our signature question. What is the single most valuable piece of advice, personal, professional, or combination that you have received and implemented in your life? Yes, it's not um, specific to business, but it certainly applies to business uh, as well, even so a result I got uh, today, uh, is to basically you just don't know what you can achieve or what someone can do for you or what you can you know, make your website do or uh, whether someone will date you or marry you if you don't ask. Uh, so don't be scared to uh, actually ask for help, ask for something to be done, uh, you know, ask for a, a, a favour or some uh, sponsorship assistance. Uh, so really, yes, don't be backward in coming forward. Um, even this morning, I've just secured a, a sponsorship deal in a you know membership training program, a community roundtable. You know, I asked if they'd be prepared to uh, you know, sponsor our community by giving Joe and I free memberships, and they were. Um, so yes, if you don't um, ask, whether it be in your personal life uh, or in business, you'll just never know what is possible. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, it's uh, they're never going to say yes if you don't ask. No, that's right. And no, I really have, uh, you know, I had, back in my younger days, I had a lot of knockbacks with uh, dating, but I had some, you know, few successes <laughs> just because you asked. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Just, just, just putting it out there. I love that. So i I wonder, I wonder how that's worked. Uh, outside of business, outside of dating, you know, on on maybe around personal development or other aspects of life that we haven't really gotten into. How has that bit of advice proven true and of value for you? Um, yes, I suppose th that attitude of trying something, um, it could perhaps be distilled down to has been yeah, really good. Uh, I've found that I've travelled to you know, France and Italy and uh, UK, Ireland, Asia, that, you know, going in and experiencing other cultures and other, you know, food and meeting the people and discovering history has been, you know, fantastic. And if you just, uh, yeah, stay at home and never explore, then, yes, you don't learn anywhere near as much. Yeah, I, I, it's great that you're able to travel and experience all those things and that you're you're not kept at home uh i would say when you think about the word disability i don't know i've i've heard some people that have issues with that word and so i think hearing that you're approaching your life without the view that you have a disability in that way that's holding you back from anything is inspiring yeah. and as you said early on um europe in particular is very disability focused, uh, disability uh, supportive. Um, when you go there, that you know, I've had uh, great success at uh, different monuments or historic sites with getting you know, access right up. Uh, when I went to, for example, Stonehenge uh, for the first time, it was 18 years ago now, back then you could actually get right up and touch the stones right. and walk right down and everything, <laughs> whereas you can't now. Yeah. Um, 
But even uh, at the Louvre in uh, Paris that I went to uh, four years ago, they actually have a special section uh, for vision impaired people where they've created replicas of some of the uh, statues and uh, different exhibitions that they have so you can touch them and go right up to them without uh, having to damage the originals. That is wonderful. Oh, my gosh. That is, that's really impressive. That, that, that's a long way that they've come. That's, that's yeah, and even the... Awesome. Um, it was 15, 20 years ago at the British Science Museum. I got to, you know, explore a lot of all the taxidermed animals and, uh, yeah, different things they had on display with dinosaurs and that they were very approachable and friendly about, um, yeah, letting you get right up close and touch things. I even in Europe, it's it's certainly not the same in Australia, but uh, we take it with uh, much appreciation. And yeah. all of the big monuments, uh, you know, the Pope's Palace and the Colosseum in Rome, uh, we turn up and I've got my white cane um, that I use in Europe because quarantine's too much of a hassle with my guide dog. And the moment that the people in charge spot you as a person with a disability, they came and grabbed us and take us in for free and jump the queue. Wow, that's that's, that's great to hear. I'm really glad. So, yeah, a few benefits. And Europe really does provide some great accessibility. I was uh, reading a little while ago, even the gondolas in Venice have uh, wheelchair accessible options now. I I wasn't quite sure how it works from the video, but, uh, yeah, I've read of people doing it very successfully. Excellent. Well, I guess that makes traveling all the more uh, enjoyable for you that you can you can enjoy it at that level and and have some people that acknowledge you and and allow you to experience the uh, tourist attractions as much as you can. That's great. Yeah, and yeah. one thing, uh, obviously, outside our chat today, but probably um, seven. Six years ago, I became very familiar with um, the frequent flyer points uh, options and how to use them to your best <laughs> advantage. Yeah. Um, so there is a whole other world out there where I have travelled in business and first class for, you know, the same price as economy or less. Wow. And, uh, Good for you. Yeah. Well, I like that approach of, of, of asking and knowing and knowing how to make the most of things. I think that's great. And uh, it's, I've learned a lot from you today. Dale. So it's really been great having you on the show. We're uh, about out of time. So I'd like it if you would share with our audience where they can find you online and on social media. Yes. Now we have, as I mentioned, the two main websites are mydisabilitymatters.news and mydisabilitymatters.club. Uh, the new site and the uh, community, our corporate headquarters with all our uh, information and media packs and different things is at mydisabilitymatters.com. And on social media, my uh, personal Twitter is at Dale Reardon. Our uh, business Twitter account is at AU Disability, uh, which is up to 26,500 followers, just proving the popularity of uh, disability uh, issues online. And, uh, yeah, I can forward you the uh, LinkedIn and uh, Facebook girls so that you can add them as well. We certainly will. Yeah, thanks for sharing all of that. Thanks for sharing your story and for doing what you're doing for the community. Really appreciate it, Dale. Yeah, thank you very much. I have found the WordPress community uh, great to deal with and it's terrific to be involved with. Glad Dale, we're all the better for you You being involved. Sorry, just stepping in there. Dale, it's been an absolute pleasure spending time with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Dale. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.